He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. That's the reverse rail. I am Rob Eater of Small Communities looking to expand. And more than likely on this here episode, it will be a retrospective on what we know of the life of Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Husky Harris, Ray Wyatt, The Fiend, and uh, as well, the legendary Terry Funk. As far as Brother Bray goes, from what I see, from where I sit, job well done. Son, brother, nephew, uncle, cousin, husband, father, uh, from what I've seen again, job well done as an entertainer, as a conduit for imagination, job well done, iconic. Uh, to us, it will always feel premature. Uh, there's more left to actualize, and as we're left here to grapple with the realities of such a profound legacy in lieu of his presence, I say rest well, eater of worlds, and though unfortunately you may be done with this one, feast on, my brother, feast on. And on this episode, that's what we'll be discussing, that and a little bit of cash shit. Because this, this is the cash shit podcast. It was a time when oh, you, you you almost got me there. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, go ahead. Uh it was a time, the time the a time that we were both ready to put down wrestling and uh, at the beginning of this podcast. And and it was a moment where both of us was just like, now god damn it, it can't get no darker than this. And it was the day that Ray Wyatt got fired. <laughs> It was yeah. the day, if you go back to that episode, man, we were done. We were over it. We um, were baked, man. Like, we were, we were, it put us in an egg roll, saute us. Flash fry us. Yeah. Add us to the app, man. Bray, because Bray was different. Bray was so different, man. He was something that has been lost, not completely, but somewhat um, in this generation of wrestlers, like the character mm-hmm. that, and that's what that's what brings the people in, right? Um, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It's it gets well, the people it, going. It's it's just- character. That's what people get attached to. That's what sells merchandise. A fucking character, and he, and every iteration from Bray Wyatt on, what he excelled. At a character I will never forget. And I told you this at the time. It was early on in The Fiend. Mm-hmm. Now, I've always been a big, huge fan of Undertaker, Early Kane, like the dark characters. Crow, Sting, Vampire, all that. Um, and they started doing this Fiend thing. And I was just like, oh, my God. We were living. This is for <laughs> me. We were this living. We were living. I, I dressed up as that man. On Halloween one year, uh, twenty twenty it would have been because SummerSlam, uh, twenty twenty or SummerSlam twenty nineteen I believe is where he debuted the Fiend in a match. Um, and I was walking through the train station, and in New York City, and this group of just the hoodest <laughs> black women. <laughs> Like they looked like bad, like they were bad, like 
like, terrible freshman girls in high school, <laughs> just causing <laughs> trouble. They they stopped. One of them looked at me and goes, "Oh my God, he's the fiend!" And I kind of gagged because nothing about them said we're wrestling fans, but they immediately recognized the wrestling character I was dressed up as. Mm-hmm. That is, that's what I mean by the character. It transcends wrestling. My cousin hasn't watched wrestling in a good 20 years. When Fiend debuted at SummerSlam, he saw it on YouTube, the entrance, and he hit me up and like, yo, who the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Is that done to take a son? I was like, it it might be might after be. a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so he just like he very much that character and and the way he portrayed it, his passion and his promos, which oh my god, the promos, he, he excelled on a different level with, with with that character work, and that is going to be greatly missed. Jesus, you will be hard pressed to find an episode where I am not tying something to Bray Wyatt, whether it be Alexa coming back doing this. The last episode I was just saying, I would love Alba and Isla to be paired with, I just said that. I have constantly been, oh, uh, Bray could end Roman Street because it started with Bray. He still owe him a lick. Like that, like that has been a titular and perpetual character despite his absence uh, since he's debuted. It's never not been a thing you know from the time that he went missing and came back as uh you know um and how did how did that iteration because that happened before the firing because it happened before the the pandemic i'm trying to remember how the that iteration what what did he dip off for at that time because he was delete uh, the leaders of world of worlds mm-hmm. and then i think that was it yeah and then he just dipped off for a little second Yep, and the Funhouse and then he came did, back. Did the Funhouse debut first, yep. and then yeah, the Funhouse. Yeah, debut. it was the Funhouse, and he kept hinting at having a secret. The Funhouse was—I don't remember the name of the show, but the Funhouse was absolutely inspired by that Jim Carrey show. Okay, Th- think it might be on Apple TV, but there's this Jim Carrey show that I had started watching at the time, where he was just a sad figure, but he would turn it on when the cameras came on because he was the host of a kid's TV show and he would just get a little too dark in the kid's TV show and it would get him in trouble with the, um, with, you know, the showrunners and the station and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm gonna send you a piece of it at some point when I find it. Um, but it was complete. Soon as I saw the fun house, I was like, Oh, somebody watched that Jim Perry show. And then I think the third, maybe fourth fun house. He was like, you want me to show you my secret? And Thus began the fiend. And he had been hinting at him, like somebody was finding old promos recently where he had been hinting at that thing and mm-hmm. let, let me in all that for, for years. a long Whew. time. So just the long, like the very first episode we ever had was called The Nostalgia Dilemma. And it's just very, it's very um, interesting because um, it was a dilemma. Um, and now that that dilemma has to some degree been cured, now we're looking at where to a degree nostalgia gets deployed correctly you know like whenever Mm -hmm. we pull things from the ethos from the wrestling catalog that are like uh, this thing just works it it works it will always work it will never not work update the formula make it modern for this day and age and here we are and um 
from that point forward, from the rehiring, everything that went on, like that's I think the the connection that I think a lot of us older fans are going to have is it's from a bygone era. And I think that even if you're not if you're if you're not aware of that era and you run around for that era, I think it's still extremely enjoyable for this day and time. And just the way just the overwhelming response has just shown um, how deeply it resonated, how fun it was, how much it connected. Um, I don't think that we've had an active wrestler death in a while um, outside of Brody and outside of the. um, uh, Wow, my brain is going. The the brothers. What's the brothers? This in. um, Oh, Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe. But we haven't had one in WWE in a while. And um and this resonated so far across, especially with uh, John Huber, uh, Brody Lee uh, passing just in 2020. So not even th- three, four years ago in December of 2020. Um, and it just was, I mean, that was rough. I mean, just the day before that, Terry Funk. All right. Um, just, whew, like, Terry Funk's bad enough. That's an icon. Like, that's an like, icon. Like, Terry Funk. There are a lot, a lot of people in the, I've heard it a million times, there are a lot of very, um, that's what I'm looking for here, people whose opinion fucking matters in wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there are a lot of them who consider Terry Funk the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. from his ring work to his believability. Eddie Kingston gets a lot of his just making everything seem so real from Terry Funk because everyone thought Terry Funk was batshit crazy for <laughs> real because he he lived that shit. Um, mm. There's a lot of people who consider Terry Funk the best of all time. Um, so yeah, that that fucking sucked. And then the very next, I'm oh, very next. Gosh, I I was floored. I wasn't. Yeah, I was in shock. I it was a gut punch. And I said on Twitter, like, it's crazy how you can feel so much for someone you don't know personally. But the same can be said for, you know, a Whitney Houston death, a Michael Jackson death. We get so, like, these people impact our lives through their art Mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form. So we feel some kind of connection to them. I, Bray Wyatt epitomized that for me more than anyone in a very, very long time. I oof. And the show I was talking about earlier, if anybody wants to look it up, it's called Kidding, K-I-D-D-I-N-G, uh, with Jim Carrey on Showtime. I um, mean, you'll see exactly where they got the fun house I did from. Interesting. I, I didn't know that. I have to check but that yeah. out for sure. But um, yeah, um, it's, 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 it's wild. I cried <laughs> like I knew that man. Um, but I knew the character, you know, and the character's gone. And, you know, even though that is what we identify with, even more so to hear life is just not fucking fair. All these evil politicians and people in the world that are just walking around breathing. Mm. And Wyndham Rotunda has to unexpectedly pass. I'm a guy with four small children with his wife and I'm just two years younger than me, like, he was so young. So young. And just still had so much more to like give and, and so much more of a legacy to to build and to create. It's just, it fucking sucks. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's one of those rock star deaths, like I told you. It's one of those things that's like, who, huh, how? It's one of those things that's like it just it, it just I was I was with a client 
and I saw the group chat like forty messages in, and I was like, oh, okay, there's something going on. I, I didn't, well, I didn't think that. And then Ryan hit me on the side and was like, Rob, and I was like, what? You know, and he was like, Bray Wyatt, and I was like, what about him? Is he? Is, I mean, I'm like, wrestling isn't all. He can't be back. It was like he died, and I was like, huh? And I was just like stuck. And my client was like, "Are you, what's going on? You okay?" And I was like, "Uh, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm yeah. Not. Um, this is very strange. And then I had to like, and this is just it speaks to the wrestling, you know, um, body of work. Uh, the, one of the guys that was the guy, it was a you know, couple, male, female, and the husband was like, um, is it, who is it? And I was, he's, I haven't watched wrestling in years. I said, IRS. And he was like, yeah, Teddy Biasi. And I was like, his son. And it was like immediately like, oh damn, that sucks. Like you know, like it was a like even without knowing any of the work, any of the X Y Z, like just that extension of of this world that they built. You're gonna know, you know, there's gonna be some degree of separation, and you're gonna be able to say, oh okay, cool. I was like Barry Windham is his nephew, you know, and he was like, oh damn, you know, okay, shit, you know. And um, I just stood there for a second, and like you okay? And I was like, no, this is wild. Like this is, I said Terry Funk was just yesterday, you know, and then even today with yesterday with Bob Barker, you know, ninety nine years. Hey, you know, cheers. That's 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 a yeah, long time. They, but he, they, yeah, they live full lives. Yeah, right? he, but even but even his tie into right. wrestling, you know, as as a special yeah. guest host and being on the show here and there, you know, like it was just mm-hmm. like, you know, like there's someone backstage at WWE that probably knows all three people. Yeah, that's a fucked up week. That is a yeah, fucked I, up week, man. I, just, yeah, cheers. I mean, oof. kudos Good. and my Godspeed and strength. To everybody that had to go, mm-hmm. I was fine. I was fine mm-hmm. until I watched Seth. That took me out. <laughs> I was driving in my car, and I saw Seth, and I was done. I was finished. That did it. That did it. Yeah. The opening of SmackDown did it again. Um, oh, that wore me out. That wore me thin. Oh yeah, the opening of SmackDown. I, I just turned after the opening of SmackDown. I just turned. I was like, I can't. The opening wore me. The ending wore me, and then tonight, um, I forget what it was specifically that that that, that was like a good punch, um, but just hearing how kind he was to people, like Jesus. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like that, we love the character, but then you have the man, and there's nothing but great, great words for him. Great stories, like and and stories that are on video and stuff like that one where he came out of the building like it was literally nobody around it was just him and this kid was there like and he saw the kid was a fan of him so he walked out the building and came over there to introduce himself to the kid took a picture with the kid introduced himself to the um the adults that he was with it was just like he seemed like such a kind soul from every single fucking report he was yeah every every story (laughs) is just like he was there cheering me on at my tryout. He helped me with this. He checked on me yeah. after that. You know, da 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 da. It's just like, yeah. Becky just told a story at the end of Raw. Um, when it went off the air about um that TLC pay per view when she was in the um TLC match, and Bray had his own thing going that day. But I guess she was nervous or whatever. And she said he just sat with her all afternoon, not worried about what he had to do, but helping her. With what she had to do and and things like that, that's the kind of person he was. Um, and seeing her like hold that band up at the end of Raw, to oh my god, okay. <laughs> I ooh, I had people texting me asking me if I'm okay. Like people who are not wrestling fan, they just found that like 
this is what wrestling means to us. This is like, obviously if you listen to this, you are a huge wrestling fan. You know that we're huge wrestling fans. As I said, it's, it's the equivalent of a Whitney Houston dying for a huge Whitney Houston fan. You feel that shit. Mm -hmm. Like that shit hits you. Um, but I think, and I'm not trying to compare things, but Mills, who I follow, who's a, um, a wrestling fan on Twitter, um, and I love his Twitter content whenever it comes to wrestling. He responded to one of my t- tweets and said, you know, wrestling deaths hit different. And I know exactly what he fucking means. Because while we have these artists, like, and I keep mentioning Whitney because that hit me hard, Michael hit me hard, you know, we only get them. When, the album when it's time out. to release an album mm-hmm. or concert, blah, blah, blah. We get wrestling. Us wrestling fans day. are diving into these characters two, three times a fucking week. Yeah, at minimum. At minimum. We are seeing them live more than any other artist and any other artistry there is. Right. We have more access to them than any other thing through like Constant meet and greets and this, that, and the third. Wrestling deaths for wrestling fans absolutely hit fucking different. It's, em- it's immersive um, what they've done. I mean, between the gaming, between the communities you build outside of that, um, between the content, um, between the live events. You, know, you were at his re-debut uh, at Extreme Rules. Um, yeah, it's the reason we went. You were there. You West, know what I'm saying? Um, I was able to look at my phone and we were in Tampa during for COVID mania, and um, you know, and when, when we had blood, uh, blood crown bliss, you know, like we were there, mm-hmm. you know. So it makes those things like, oh God, I'm glad I went. You know, it makes it, it yeah. makes it like that. I forget what it was tonight that choked me up. It was something I think I told y'all in the group. I forget what package it was or what somebody said, and I was just um, to know these people are still coming to entertain us, and they are hurting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are hurting. Like I, 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 I want like you haven't made it through, and you may not go back and watch. La Knight, what, baby, that thing was fighting for his life. <laughs> like, and I, and I, I'm oh. I know that kind of grief. Like yeah. he was fighting for his life. Um, earlier this year, you know, when I had somebody really close to me pass, uh, back in May, I, I was with a client like a week or uh, right. It was the week after the funeral or the day after the funeral, and the client's house was near where the funeral was. Like, I didn't even know till I got there. I was like, fuck. And I'm outside and it's hot. And I'm just trying to get through this job. Like I'm re I'm reattaching her gutters to her house and I'm doing my damnedest. And she's talking to me and she's just like, are you okay? And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but I got to get these fucking gutters back on this house. And she was just like, okay, well, I'm inside if you need me. And um, I mean, like, just when you're when you're like just choking that lump back down in your throat, so as to be able to just exist in that moment, you know, and um, and so to go out there and to cut promos and to perform and to wrestle and then remember the style of the booking of the match and remember, like, hats off, hats off, hats off to because this this didn't just affect people in WWE like this affected the entire wrestling community and um and everybody mm-hmm. had 
we, you know, you saw Trinity posting and she's over in, T- in TNA and, you know, um, you have people over at AEW posting about it and, and tributing in their own ways. Um, this thing washed across um, the entirety of the community and they got hit on both ends by getting with Terry and, you know, and then with Wyndham because that's past and, and, and present. You know, so you getting washed, you know, on somebody you may have grew up on that was an icon to you and, you know, forbid, you know, you're you're a third generation or second generation wrestler. Um, then you grew up around these people. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. you know, you getting washed there and then up here. And I'm going to tell you something. And I ain't old, old yet, but I it don't don't nothing hit like a peer to this. I mean, to the, I'm in my yeah. early 40s, but don't shit hit like a peer. A peer? Nigga, don't nothing hit like a peer going up out of here. That shit rocks you to your to your core, you know. So, um, just kudos to everybody holding it together as best they could, as best they did. Um, prayers just for everybody affected. Um, uh, as there's no, you learn to live around these kinds of things. You learn to live with these kinds of things, and there's no um. There's no solve for it because at the end of the day, no matter how much community you have, at the end of the day, it's on you to process how you process and to find your way through it and navigate your way through it. But on the flip of that, um, I hope that his family, I hope that Jojo and the kids and his and his brother and his father and everybody involved, I hope that they just feel this swell of love. And I know they don't have anything to weigh it against, anything to measure it against to say, like, this feels amazing or comforting in some way. But I hope that, it, that I hope that it makes a difference, if nothing else. And I yeah, know. that man made an impact. Um, we, as you mentioned, Wes and I went to Extreme Rules for his return, um, and that 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 when we talked to you guys after, it was all we could talk about was the atmosphere mm-hmm. of when those lights went out and everybody was expecting because it was rumor. You know, we we knew what we didn't know for sure, or whatever. Blah blah blah. We assumed it was Bray. You know, all all things led to Bray. Those lights went out, crowd pops. And the song comes on. He's got the... Mm-hmm. So now we know exactly what we're getting. It's just that atmosphere was ridiculous. And it was five or six sustained pops. Just... For these characters that that meant Bray Wyatt is coming, Bray Wyatt is coming, Bray Wyatt is coming, like he's back, and the, and the, and then seeing the fun hunt, like pop, uh, the, the atmosphere is like that's what I mean. Knowing that a man who portrays a character the way he does, it's different. It's the same when you hear the damn gong. Mm-hmm. And the lights go out, baby. That that atmosphere changes. <laughs> it shifts. It's gonna shift. Somebody, some different is coming out. Some different about to happen. And he absolutely tapped into that with those characters. And is uh it is crazy to think that we can't have that anymore. It, and it was one of one, number one, <laughs> the only it's one. <laughs> Yeah, we can't have Don't it anymore. Even waste now. your time yeah. trying to compete with him. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah. you know, whenever someone um can ideate something like that, you know, can bring to life something like that, can personify something like that, that that's one off, um, that's a risk, that's a dare, and it and it connects the way that it connects. Like, 
they Vince has said he didn't he didn't know that a, a Western you know uh, you know funeral director and and Undertaker were going to to do that. He didn't know. He was like, mm-hmm. I, just, I love the I love the idea, but he didn't know that it was going to do that because he didn't know what Mark was going to bring to that character. He didn't know how Batman was going to bring it to life, and I don't think anybody could have foreseen the way that Batman was right. going to exemplify that character. Like you could not have prepared for that and the nuance and the eye rolling and the sitting up and the the gaunt makeup and you do you know like it all came together it was star crossed it was a moment and despite that man's political beliefs whether they change or not who knows but <laughs> that is a character that will forever be heralded in our lives because of what it was rick flair you can't replace mm-hmm. it you can't duplicate it people have tried many 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 many, many. have tried <laughs> and that's the, that's the difference in the two nobody has tried taken <laughs> <laughs> right. I can't do it. I ain't got the range. I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> but and that's sickening in its own right, right? But what's also sickening mm-hmm. is that the girls have tried to duplicate this, and ain't nobody here. Like I said recently, they can call John Cena sixteen times as many times as they want to. I don't give a fuck. You won't I don't give a fuck. <laughs> the only sixteen-time world champion in my mind until Charlotte becomes it is <laughs> Ric Flair. Like, girl, scoot that over there somewhere, please. But <laughs> that's what I'm saying. When you, when you, and, and and we're talking about Bray Wyatt, and not just because he passed, we're talking about Bray Wyatt in that same category of ideation, of bringing bringing something to life, of of craftsmanship, of showmanship. We're talking about him in that same light, and we did before, and we we mm-hmm. definitely will now because it's something that now it's it's there's a period. Um, where there was a, where there was I mean, a comma. I, I mean, that's that. all. Like we have everything on, you know, everything's digital, so we can go back and think, but we can't have it anymore. Yeah, like it. It's just crazy because Undertaker can. He's still alive. Mark Calloway is still alive. He can throw on that trench and hat for a special occasion, and mm-hmm. we will hear the gong, and he'll mm-hmm. walk out, and we'll still have that same feeling. Bray Wyatt was thirty five, thirty six, thirty six. 36. Mm-hmm. 30 fucking six. Um, and beyond Hall of Fame, there's no just, reason to like yeah. publicly revisit it. And once, 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 yeah. you know, in a, in a month we, or so, there's no reason. We can't, we can't have it anymore. And as, That's as horrible of a feeling, as painful, per- thank you, as painful as that is, I just cannot imagine how much more painful it is for those girls to say, well, we can't have our daddy walk back Ooh, through the door baby. anymore. But Joe, Joe, to say my husband, the father of my children, can't walk back through that shit is. Oh, and again, I, I just, life is so fucking unfair because these evil ass people who just mm-hmm. want to do harm they, they, they to others they into breathing. the world, they, they are just walking around here breathing, and it's just. Oh, it's 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 mm. very it's it's it is rough to deal with. Um, the, and yeah. and then and then you know like everything from this point forward is for the survivors. That's what I always tell people. Like death is really for the people that survive that person. Death it is death isn't even for that person. That person has that person is soaring somewhere. They're 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 back wherever we came from. They're with the all spark. They are dispersed energy. Whatever they become, whatever we become, mm-hmm. they are the death is for the survivors. So however you memorialize that person, however you remember that person, however you struggle through their absence, um, however you celebrate their life, the death is for the survivors. And so it, it's very interesting that it, it, as much as it is about that person, it really is about us and how we respond to their absence. 
And um, well, perfect. Um, hold on, right there, because that reminds me of a quote, mm-hmm. one of my favorite quotes, and something that I always have in the back of my mind came from Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, not keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth, not that one. <laughs> um, Will Smith in an interview once said that a life, your life, a person's life does not mean anything unless they impact other people's lives in a positive way. That is how people live on forever. Clearly that is Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. Because once you're dead and gone, the only thing left of you is the impact you've had and the influence you've had on other people and so on and so forth. That quote is so fucking real mm-hmm. because it's not like Bray Wyatt is, Wyndham Rotunda is gone, but it, he damn sure ain't going to not be talked about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to be talking about Bray Wyatt till the cows come home. If there's nothing to miss, then it's just giving good riddance. <laughs> right. Right. That's miss, a, yeah. good, good night. When if you don't positively impact another person's life, he said, Wilson said, just one. Yeah. Then your life have, would have been for nothing. Yeah. I told after somebody. After you and gone. Uh, and I believe that wholeheartedly. Same. I told somebody recently, like, grief is the uh, cost of loving. Mm hmm. And it sucks. It's just no, and it's no, it's, 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 it is bittersweet as fuck. It is. I mean, the sickest line Marvel ever wrote <laughs> on WandaVision when Vision said, What is death? What is grief mm-hmm. if not love persevering? Yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> they never wrote a line. Listen, what is grief if not love persevering? It oh my real. god, you love somebody, the baby you cut, you stuck, you stuck like Chuck because they go away from you, baby. It's gonna, it's gonna rip a hole in you. Yeah, and that's the cost of loving people and loving each other and building connections. And when you sit back and think of all the people you know and how many of them you love, it's like, Ooh. and then, but, but then when you can think about how many you still have. You know how many how, how, yeah. how many circles have not been broken? You know, don't give me the preaching on this. Listen, supposed to be the cash in podcast. It's about to give Pentecost. Yeah. Well, I mean, that'd be a perfect, perfect uh, tribute to bring. I mean, because <laughs> that man got on that mic and preached every time. Ooh. Goddamn. Mm. But yeah, I um, mean, yeah, that's that's the cost of living and loving, man. Like you, and you gotta let people know, you know, when and why you can, because um, there's, there's there's no assurance that if you go with yeah but and also not even that but you know with it not being promised you can't assume that they know how you feel you know you can't assume mm-hmm. that they understand mm-hmm. the worth that they have in your life or the the value that they have or the impact that they've made so you know um you let people know as often as you can um without being weird if you're me be weird um <laughs> do it any damn way <laughs> but um you know, and you show people in um in the you know in the ways that you can and in the ways that resonate with them, and um and that's really all you got, man. You know, all we really have at the end of the day is each other and our connections. That's it. None of this other shit matters at all. And none of it matters at all. You know, it, so I, none of it matters. You can't take any of it with you, but you could damn sure leave behind some good shit with the people that are still yeah. here that loved you and you loved. So yeah, and that man left a body. Even that picture of him as the fiend holding his baby, like. <laughs> Uh, like, so, oh my gosh. Hilarious. You know, 
Um, I forget who it was. It was either Zelena or Alexa. I, I've read so much, so many like tributes and postings of you know Bray. Well, one of them said he true like at the end of what they wrote, they said Jojo, I am so sorry. He truly had the world, whole world in his hands, and all he wanted to do was give it to you. I said, baby, I, I, I put that phone down. I put that phone down. I, I was like, Mm-mm, I can't do this right now. I think that, nope. that was Alina. I think that that was because she wrote a really good piece. I think that was Alina. But she talked about how he Ooh. came to her tryout. Yes, I and was cheering her on. I think that that was Alina. Woo! And yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, like, Alexa had a beautiful piece, too. And I mean, you know, like, what what I realized when my dad passed um, was uh, everybody has different relationships with the same person. And no matter how entitled you feel to your share and your piece of the grief, um, remembering that it is but a share and but a piece, right? Because I, I got to be my dad's son. I got to be his namesake. There were people that knew him way longer than I did. That's just the reality of it. There are people that that have that were here before he got here that were able to, you know, attend those services that changed his pampers or or nursed him in some way mm-hmm. or were an uncle or a great aunt or whatever the case may be. He was survived by people that had had him for that entire, you know, 59 years. You know, and so I can't deny them how they know him, what he meant to them their relationship, their association. I'm finding out stuff my dad did with and for people and with who and at the funeral. I'm finding out how much he meant to other people, you know? And so there is no percentage yeah. at the end of the day. There is no percentage. There is there is no piece of the grief. That's all kind of just imagined. But I just have encouraged people that have asked me for my advice um, just to take your piece. And um and own your peace and, yeah. and realize that there will be things that you share with that person that nobody may ever find out about and nobody may ever know and it's just for you now, and it's just like I, I liken it to a tree that's deciding to grow in the middle of your house, <laughs> but just a tree yeah. sprouted up in the middle of your shit, and now you got to prune that motherfucker. It ain't going nowhere. You got to live around it. You got to move whatever coffee table you had there, whatever desk, whatever lounge chair. It's got to go now because now there's this tree in the middle of your house. And there's some days it's gonna bloom and you're gonna smile, and then some days it's gonna be barren, and it's gonna be branches, and it's gonna wear you thin. Turn you every which way but loose. But you learn to live around it. And so that's just kind of how I've had to adjust to grief. Yes. So. Well, <clears throat> let's uh let's try to <laughs> lighten it up a bit. Um two days ago, as of this recording, AEW cut up put their stamp on their place in the wrestling business <laughs> when they packed over 81,000 legitimate people into Wembley Stadium and put on one of their best pay-per-views. A lot of people are saying top to bottom their best. I cannot argue with it. Um, it I, am, I am very, very happy for those people who have been busting ass for a few years to to have that moment because in the United States for a very, very long time, as a matter of fact, even when WCW was around in the United States, as long as I've been living, there was only one possible way to get in front of a crowd that big. Mm-hmm. And it was WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. 
That is no longer. <laughs> that is no longer. What they did was fucking remarkable. And to have done it in such a short period of time, they are still not, what are they, four and a half years old? Mm-hmm. October 2019 was the first AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. They are, they're about to be four years old mm-hmm. this October. That is insane. It is. And it's so good for insane. us fans. It's so good for us fans. It's yes, it's so good for us. It's good for the wrestlers. It's good for the referees, for everybody who, who has a job in wrestling. It is good for. Mm-hmm. There's a viable alternative. There is a oh my viable gosh. alternative. Yeah, they um really good women's match, a really good feel good moment for Soraya who um who thought her career and the thing that she only wanted to ever do was done and over. She got to go home in front of eighty one thousand fans, come out with her family and in front of her entire family win a women's world title again. Um great moment. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, when it all when it comes down to it, is going to have to go on a list of greatest. Because mm-hmm. aside from that man being a part of so many major milestones and events in wrestling for the past what 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. His constant redeveloping himself, boom, 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 and character work, and 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 re- he clocked the fuck in, and he went at it with Will Osprey, who was one of the best in the world right now, much younger than him. He went there, he went toe to toe with Will Osprey. There was no carrying involved. Jericho clocked the fuck in, and he had to remind the children, <laughs> "I am Chris Jericho." And I'm Chris Jericho for a reason. That was my match of the night. We'll go down. I mean, I mean, and, and at this point now, is how many promotions does he have under his belt at this point? There, he's got promotions in Mexico, promotions in Japan, um, ECW, WCW, WWF, WWE, uh, like. You can technically throw in ROH in there, like I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's it it's nuts. <laughs> Whew. She's strong, she's powerful, she knows what she wants. When you walk into the room, you know she's there. She's a blessing and a curse. She's wild. She's free. She's dynamic. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Jericho deserves every piece of flower anyone wants to throw <laughs> at him. Piece of flower, not be going like, by his feet. Yeah. Hey, look, <laughs> he really does. Yeah, he, he really does. I mean, this tenure for this length of a career, um, and we can, you know, we can drag him giving dad bod sometimes, and we can drag some other things about him. Some of those are valid. Um. But at the end of the day, this length of a career, um, and to have performed at this at this level, and to be able to dial it up when necessary, like it don't get no. I think Orton may be the only other thing I can even think of right now, just off top of mind, that I can even say I can mm-hmm. compare it to. But he's got an even longer career than Orton does. So, 
um, yeah, Jericho. Yeah, he's got at least a decade on Jericho's him. Un- <laughs> Jericho's undeniable at this point. Like it, it, it's he is a part of the conversation. He is a consummate entertainer. He is a consummate athlete. He is a consummate professional. He is, um, you know, uh, polylithic as hell. He's got many talents, many skills in and outside of wrestling. That man, his name is stamped on this business. So, um, a part of some of the biggest moments in wrestling history. Um, yeah, is what it absolutely. Uh, Philip Brooks snuffing girls out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there, there's clearly an agenda in that company against CM Punk. Clearly, from people who are threatened by him for whatever reason, I am firmly on the side of CM Punk. Um, that's that on that. <laughs> that's all I really got to say. But Tony Khan really, really, really needs to get his house in order. Like for no, no one should be talking about anything else but what happened in front of that camera at Wembley Stadium in front of eighty-one thousand plus people. Agree. But yet again, people are talking about what happened backstage. You know you're that bitch when you cause all this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that gracious, best revenge is your paper. Like, I, it, it, it's <laughs> like, listen, see him, Yance. See him, Yance, please. At this point, like, if you were on the fence, if you were neutral, if you were... It's clear. It's clear. It is clear. That man took a train to the stadium. Leave that man alone, y'all. But he knocked one of y'all, one of y'all heads off. Leave that man and alone. And that's the thing, right? Like, that's the thing. So the story is he, he landed at the airport. He texted the number that he was given by AEW Travel. It bounced back. Couldn't get a hold of anybody. Now, if he was the person that his haters claim him to be, he had the money to get back on that motherfucking plane and go fuck back home. Poonch. He had every right to be pissed off and to sit in the airport and be like, I'm not going anywhere until y'all blah, blah, blah. And he could have take he could have done so many different things. What did he do? He got on public transportation and made sure he got to that building. Because he was advertised for the biggest show they've ever had. And he went out there and he performed. Fuck you. Man, what that sounds like, that's <laughs> a clutch decision. That's an in the moment. Girl, let me see on this train. Because I'm sure it could have been, Tony, where's my car? And it would have gave one second, stay right there. I'm going to send this, I'm going to send that. Like I'm sure once that, if that would have bubbled up where it needed to, it would have gave, hold on one second. But it just gave, child, okay, let me get on this train. There's a picture of the man sitting on a train, on train next to a fan with his bag in front of him. Like, there's evidence that the man took, had to take a train. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and apparently he got lost, and of course he got recognized by some fans, and fans helped him get to the building. That's wild. Um, that is wild. It, yeah. And what's that even, is like, that that is absolutely wild. What's wild is like a disconnected number, like a, a a wrong like. So that means whoever gave the number to begin with was on some fuck shit. Like like it, it's levels of fuck mm. shit to this. Well, I ain't touching it, but it's levels of no way. Yeah, touch. there's clearly an agenda. I'm gonna touch and tease like uh like I'm Case, and I'm gonna find Mary and uh and Foxy, and I'm gonna keep on touching that topic because there's no way that 
that that didn't bubble up to the appropriate channels or that like that wasn't the plan to like oh when when Phil get here I'm a, um I'm gonna give him the wrong number and it's gonna be a dead number huh like you can't reach anybody like this and if someone did purposely do that you're not just messing with the person now now you're fucking with the company you're fucking with the biggest show of the year like he's set to open the show right and you're playing games <laughs> with his travel. And more than likely, that was like, was like, wouldn't it have to be an international number? Well, no, it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have to be an international number. But either way, like, it's a number that, if it was able to be dead, I doubt you canceling your canceling your 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 contract. So probably would it was like, was it a Google Voice number that you suddenly just decided you didn't want? Right. Like, it, it's it's some shenanigans. It is she. Oh no, it's he shenanigans. Um, and yeah, and I don't like it. And you can't do. Yeah. You can't do that kind of stuff and then turn around and be like, oh, he's such a problem to deal with. He's right. Diva. You can't do that. Right. You can't do that. You can't feed you. Even if he even if that was the issue, you're now feeding the issue. So if he was a diva, if he is a diva, whatever the case may be, you're now contributing to, to that to that behavior and that response. So and then you it. get and now you look like an asshole because a diva wouldn't have got on public transportation and sat down with regular common folk. And made sure he got to that stadium. At all, it would have been. So a great now you look like an ass. Now you're right. wrong because right. he took things in his own hands, got on public transit, got to the building. But again, you're not only messing with him now; you're messing possibly with the show and with, with like it's yeah, it's just all foolish. Tony needs to get the house in order. Um, Let's be one hundred. Anything could yeah. happen. Anything could anything, happen. Anything could happen. Yep. And, and and so like why you play like and and, and it's anyways. <laughs> Tony, get your house in order. Fix it. Fix it. But despite, you know, other than there um being a discussion about there being more women on the card, um looks like it was the stellar pay-per-view. I'm gonna go back and um and look at some things. I've heard amazing things. I keep hearing about how good collision is. I feel like since there's not that many episodes in and we ain't got no new TV anyways, mm-hmm. I might as well go back and watch all of that. Um, because I've heard nothing but good things. I ain't heard a bad thing about collision yet. Yeah, it's a good show. I ain't heard nothing but good things about her. Um, I think we pick back up on storylines as they are on Friday on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, when this will probably air. Um, because I think we move it to Fridays. And um, uh, and I guess we'll we'll go from there because the noticeable absences on screen were the bloodline. Um so yeah, and Jimmy's that, return that was promoted, yeah. Yeah, all that guy. So we now move that there. to this Friday. Right, which is going to be Interestorante inside my restaurant because it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes. Um, and of course, all these things influence these things, and I, I'm sure everybody's taking is taking inventory of just everything right now um, with all that they've been through in the last week and some change. Um, but I just, yeah, big kudos to everybody showing up to work and being professional and holding it together. And whatnot, and just continuing this craft that we love. Um, yeah. Is there anything else? Is that it? Um, the main event no. was tea. The main event was tea tonight. Yeah, yeah. Becky and Zoe cut up. Um, Great match. Gunther better keep that belt. I, I love what they're doing <laughs> with Gable, but he better keep it. We're too close. He better keep that belt. <laughs> um, he can lose it the very next night. I don't care. Um, uh, I'm. I am hmm, the most excited because yeah, because we do have a pay per view coming up this weekend. Damn. Yeah, payback um, Saturday. 
I am the most excited I've been about a Rhea match in a while. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not that excited. But I know that her and Raquel do have good chemistry. And it won't be the atypical squash. Yep. Um, they had a really good match back in the next seed, that they that uh, street fight. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. So, but I, I, I am in a spot and in a space. And I don't believe I'm in this space alone where because we have done the long reigns and the record-breaking reigns and the this, this, that, and the other so much recently that if some shit flip, I'm fine. And that's across the board. (laughs) That's where I am right now. Like, if some shit flip, I'm okay. Because, like, I'm not invested in Rhea's reign to that degree. I get the the judgment they're having. Um... All the gold all in, in, in silver. I love her throwing her strap on the table tonight and being like, listen, if you walk out without a belt, now that'll be the gag. If, right. <laughs> if everybody get a belt and she lose hers, that would, <laughs> that, that, that would be, that would be T. I don't mind <clears throat> Finn and Damien picking up the tag belts. I don't care because them tag belts have literally from what, April to now? April yeah. August, I don't give a fuck. And it was going to be hard to follow up the Usos' reign, but it's like they ain't even tried. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, uh-huh. it's, uh, uh, they're counting on us loving loving KO and Sammy so much that we yeah. just turn our eye, but it's good I, game. Yeah. No, I, sus- I suspect that uh, Judgment Day will lose and that next night Rhea will, Rhea and Dami will pick their side. Um, I don't know whose side oh, that is. I, I don't know that that's going to entertain me, but so much. I, I mean, yeah, I don't have a. I, I think that's it. where we're headed. Um, I don't know if that's Balor. I, I do. I, I do feel like it's it's Balor, and maybe we get a Balor JD tag team um, out of it with Damian, Rhea, and Dominic running on as the Judgment Day. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. Maybe if she I'm the kicks judgment, out Damien. If I'm the judgment day and I drop somebody, it would be to pick somebody else up. Well, like, I mean, they um, might pick somebody up. Um, but I mean, they might kick out Damien. Who knows? Yeah, whatever the case may be. I mean, and JD's right there, so they could pick up J. Whatever the case may be, I just it, this the strength in numbers things is what has got them where they are, and mm-hmm. I don't see dropping down to three when one and when one of us is in an entirely different division. I don't see where yeah. that makes any sense whatsoever. So it would have to be like I just I just want whatever it is to be smart. I want whatever it is to be smart and whatever it is to be cerebral. But I am not invested. I don't think I'm locked in on any title reign right now outside of Gunther's. Dead ass. I don't um, think there's one title I'm locked that's in fine. on. Like mm. <laughs> you said that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't argue with you, but I mean, yeah. Like Ray, Ray, grabbing it off off of you know theory, even though theories was it was flying. Yeah, I whatever. don't care about that. I don't care about the tag belts. Um, I mean, EO has yet to like really take off. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her title that, reign, so we waiting on that. Said, yeah. With that being said, I'm not invested just yet. I may get invested. Yeah. I'm gonna right. and I'm gonna give that more grace and room for me to be invested, but I'm not invested yet. We know how we feel about Rhea. Um, Seth is cool. I don't have no problem, but I don't have a problem with him dropping either. Um, I don't have a problem with Roman dropping, even though we know it's not happening anytime soon. So with that being said, the only title program I'm really vested in 
is Gunther. Is Gunther. I don't even know how long that's going to go after he breaks that ring. Yeah, um, me, I. Okay. I'm um no no go ahead because I was gonna change over this so continue with okay because to me to me he's really the workhorse champion right now yeah I mean he's IC champion <laughs> he, he should he's, be he's, he's yeah. the champion right now so yeah, he's, he's the IC champion that's what that belt has you know signified for the very longest um I I am loving this new Nakamura <laughs> she's mean. It's a mean piece of girl. Where is Gorilla Monsoon to call all these Pearl Harbor attacks? Okay, (laughs) these sneak attacks by a Japanese wrestler. If Monsoon was here, we'd be here in Pearl Harbor every week. Oh, Pearl Harbor job. Yeah, um, obviously you cannot do that in 2023. (laughs) But yes, uh, sneaky, sneaky little Japanese Nakamura (laughs) been wearing. Seth, he picked him up and said, I told you to watch your back. (laughs) When are you going to learn, sweetie? I told you to watch your small back. You just just watched the whole vignette of me talking about me me coming to knock your shit and you would not walk rude down the aisle. I just told you. Why would you not have your head on a swivel? Get out of the heart camera, baby girl. And get into this hard shin, okay? <laughs> yeah, I, I, as soon as Seth started talking again, I was like, he's about to get worked with a Kinshasa from behind. <laughs> so I'm loving this, this good Nakamura. I hope they get a ton of time. It's not a lot of matches, so they probably are going to. Um, what, what is the what is the match list right now? What is the card? I think there's like four matches. Um, that we got Rhea and Raquel, Seth and Nakamura. Uh, Judgment Day in Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, the Waller Effect with Cody Rhodes. Ooh. And uh, oh, and Becky and uh, Trish in a steel cage. That's that's f- four matches in one segment. And so we don't far. have anything in the SmackDown EO. We don't have anything for EO. Nobody running the back up on EO. That's oh, and Theory, Theory, and uh, Ray. Right. So five matches in a segment. That's a late piece of event. And watch them turn it. Watch right. them turn right. it. Watch <laughs> right. them turn it. Bitch, they brought this right. scout because they had a you know, they had Friday, they, not Friday off, but Friday was you know storyline, you know, off. Mm-hmm. Um they are about to work us. Yeah. They um, are about to work us. They are about so to work I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Sin and I'm Sin to Seth and Shin. Um I I I, I need my Shinsuke Nakamura. To show up <laughs> and yeah. let the children know what he can do in that ring for real, for real. And Seth is a perfect person to be across that ring to do that with. So, and he brought all of that up to me. He said, "I want to see, I want to see that Nakamura." And Naka said, "Okay, mm-hmm. girl. well, you won't see this knee coming from behind you. You won't see that, <laughs> sweet girl. Why you wanting to see things?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a week, child! What a week! What a week. Um, what a week. Anything else? That, that... I don't have nothing else for the people. I feel like I've given enough sermonettes tonight. Enough pearls of wisdom. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going um, to close us out. Go ahead. With a reading. I'm um, sh- shut my fat ass up. This comes from Bray Wyatt 
on NXT TV when the Wyatt family was written off on July 31st, 2013. And I feel like it's a really good promo considering. There are several different types of men in this world. There are men who dream and never make it off their couch. There are men who dream and fail. And then there are men who dream and change the landscape of this world. People like Bray Wyatt. What about you, man? That's what I want to know. Aren't you tired of feeling unwanted? Aren't you tired of feeling like an outcast and being stepped upon? Well, then today is your day because today is the day that Bray Wyatt decided he was going to change everything. Today is the day that hell froze. Today is the day that pigs fly. Today, me and my people looked fear right in the eye and said, Mr. Fear, sir, you are a liar. Today, I want you to go and tell all those so-called world leaders that they better heed my warning. Take notice to Bray Wyatt, because today is the day that Bray Wyatt decided to bring down the machine. Today, we said goodbye to NXT for now. But if you need me, I ain't hard to find. All you got to do is go look up in the sky and follow the buzzards. Rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. And this, this is the Cash Shit Podcast.